been so nice to have Brother Moore to speak to us, a preacher. You know, I'm not a preacher. Uh, and uh, actually, I was just looking forward to him to preach again tonight, but uh, it didn't work out in the plans, and that's okay. Uh, I have nine pages. And I was wanting to uh, get time to cut it, you know. and But I got asked right on the spot. I wasn't planning on speaking today. I've not had a chance to cut it. But I, I'm, I'll try to cut it as I go, and uh, so I don't bore you to death. Uh, but uh, our topic today is, it's a foul thing. It's a foul thing. Uh, sometimes whenever we were kids, we went to Welch's Supermarket on Broadway. I'm sure Charlotte remembers this. And we go to the butcher case there, and Sam, he would grab this chicken. It'd be all nice and ready to go, and he'd cut it up for us, and we'd take it home. And uh, we would uh, have nice fried chicken. Yum, yum. Kids think chickens come without bones and feathers nowadays. I'm just telling you, they, they, they really do. Uh, but I can remember, and if you're a, an animal right person or a city slicker, you may well tune this out. But I can remember chasing a chicken around in that yard and grabbing that chicken so that mother could grab hold of that chicken. Then she'd take that chicken and she'd wring its neck and then it'd flop around and go you know, like something crazy. And we'd have hot water there. And then she would douse that chicken in the hot water. Scalding water, yes. To, so the feathers would release. That sounds gross, doesn't it? But anyways, that's what we did uh, as, a, as a kid. I can remember that foul smell. F-O-U-L. Foul smell. It was foul. Uh, it's all you could do to stomach to eat the chicken after that. But I'm not going to talk about a foul thing. I'm going to talk about a F-O-W-L thing, a foul thing. Practice with me. It's a foul thing. No, you're, you're supposed to say, it's a foul thing. All right, now you, you're getting it. Whenever I was a kid, uh, sometimes I was called a dodo bird. I don't know what they meant by that. Uh, because a, a dodo bird was very unintelligent, very overweight, had a face only a mother could love. Now, I don't know why they call me a dodo bird. You know? but, but in any event, they did. Canaries were used in the coal mine. You know, they put them in these cages and they'd tweet, 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 tweet into the coal mine. And then whenever they stopped tweeting, it was time to go. Because that meant the gases were coming and you were getting ready to go under. All right? uh, before there was a telephone and telegraph, there was telepigeon. Did you know that? Yeah, it, they put a little uh, message on the bird, and it would home. It would it would go to where it's supposed to go, and there was a I call it a telepigeon. Birds are mentioned in the Bible on numerous occasions. There were times when the children of Israel were uh, fed with a quail. Uh, there were times when Elijah was fed by the ravens. Uh, there's many times that the birds are mentioned. You know, his eyes on the sparrow. I know he watches over me. You know, the song goes. So uh, there's a lot to learn from the birds in the Bible. Uh, I'm going to center today's discussion, uh, if I have time. Oh, I forgot to, well, we'll not do that one. That, that's okay. Uh, I, I do have to cut this. So uh, I want to center today's discussion on three types of birds. Okay? The first bird uh, is going to be the dove. The second bird is going to be the eagle. And the third bird is going to be the chicken. Now, I hope I can get all this out uh, because I have cut half that page and uh, we're 
we're going. All right. It's a foul thing. I want you to turn to Genesis 8.10. And we're going to read Genesis 8.10.11. And I'm going to go, just start. I'm not going to take time for you to get there. If you can get there, okay. Uh, it says, And again he sent forth a dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. You know the story. There were eight souls that were saved in the ark. God sent his judgment on a sin-cursed uh, earth. And uh, here they are. And they, you know, they realized that they spent about a year on that boat. A year. All right? That's, it's a long time. And then, so Noah sends forth this. One of the birds he sent forth. The second one was a dove. And made a trip and didn't find nothing. The second trip, it came back with an olive leaf. And that's what it tells us right here. Uh, leaf in her mouth. What does that tell us? That says the judgment is over. That now we can have a new beginning. That, you know, God is finished with the judgment. Now we can arise out of that boat and there's new life. Okay? God has given another opportunity. Uh, in Matthew 3.16, I'm not going to wait for you, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, in Second Kings, we know of a Syrian general named Naaman. He had leprosy. He was a great general. He went to the prophet uh, Elijah. And uh, he says, aren't you go down into the dirty old Jordan River and, and wash seven times? The proud general says, I'm not going to do that. You know, and then this little maid talked to him and says, well, you know, if it, if it asked you some great feat to do that, wouldn't you do that? That's what he's expecting. But he humbled himself. And he submitted to that what that prophet said. And he went into that water seven times and he was cured of leprosy. I want to turn to Philippians chapter 2, 7 and 8. I apologize, I can't wait for you if you want to write it down. Talking about Christ. Christ was a man of humility. Do you understand that? The God of heaven that created everything came down to this earth and humbled himself to do the will of the, of the Father. He said, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, given a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I'm not getting into all the things as far as, what, uh, as far as the baptism of Christ. We know it wasn't to wash away sin, like some of our other brethren would say of the people. We, we know it was a picture uh, that Christ would soon die, and he would soon be raised again for our justification. You know what? God sent a dove in the form of the Holy Spirit, and lighted upon him. How special is that? That this dove said, 
this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In Song of Solomon, if I had time, I would sing you this song. I, I can't. I'm too hoarse. I probably can't remember it anyway. But in the Song of Solomon, it tells of Jesus and his bride. He describes that bride as undefiled, my love, and my dove. Okay? How special uh, is that? Now, do you want to be a dove? Or do you want to be an old crow? Which one do you want to be? Crow is always black. Dove is never black. I used to think every dove was white, but they're not. You know, there's morning doves. They're kind of bright. You know, uh, crow will eat about anything, including garbage. But I found out doves like seeds because I was trying to plant some grass seed and I kept shooing them away. They, they, they like that. You know, crow and a, and a raven are very similar. One is just bigger than the other, pretty much. It's pretty much the same bird. But a crow is always a harbinger of death, disease, and destruction. You get that? Death, disease, and destruction. Dove is a symbol of peace and tranquility. Dove is forever immortalized in that song. His name was Bob Ferguson. He wrote this song, On the Wings of a Snow White Dove. You remember that? Are you that's older than 30, 50, whatever. You, some, some of you remember but how can we ever uh, forget what was immortalized in the uh, po- poem by, uh, I guess, Edgar Allan Poe? Nevermore, quoth the raven, nevermore. All right. Now, once again, I'm going to ask you, do you want to be a dove or do you want to be a crow? Okay. An old crow. Turn to Exodus chapter 19, 4. I want to talk to you about an eagle. An eagle. In Exodus 19.4, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. I, I tell you, you know, we just studied this in our Sunday school class. You know, how that uh, what God destroyed Egypt. He sent ten plagues. There was... The river to blood, frogs, gnats, flies, moraine on the livestock, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and finally death of the firstborn. That's a lot. He humbled Egypt. Then there's Israel. He led them by a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day. He parted the Red Sea so they go through. He fed them with quail and manna. He provided water from the rock. Goodness. God took care of his people. Yet they still didn't have the faith that they needed, did they? No, no. Eagles are such majestic birds, you know. uh, They don't eat old dead carcasses like an old buzzard does, do they? No, no. What does your diet consist of? Is it, uh, what TV shows are you watching? This hits me too. I'm, I'm just talking to you. What type of books are you reading? What type of music are you listening to? Are you an eagle? Eagles have strong vision. You know, they can see for miles. They say once it sets its its eye on it, it's going to get its prey. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, What kind of vision do you have for this church? Are you looking ahead? Are you supporting a church? Not with just money, just with things, doing things. How do you see God using this church? 
You know, in Isaiah it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Eagles are tenacious hunters. Uh, they're bold. You know, we just completed the, the Olympics a little while back, you know. They run the Olympics for what? For a prize. Everybody don't get a prize. Only the person that finishes first gets the prize. Well, I guess second or third. Uh, but, but whenever we, we're running, we need to be bold, not timid. Eagles are high flyers. Has COVID got you down? Yeah, it's got some down. Has COVID got you down? Yeah, probably. You know, it's up. You know, eagles fly above the storm. Do you know that? They can fly above it. Now, buzzards can, but they seldom do. Understand? They seldom do. Um, I see a buzzard just lazily circling around, waiting for the stench to come up so it can go down and feed on rotten stuff. I mean, that, that, that's what a buzzard does, right? Um, have you been provoked lately? Are you getting down in the gutter with them? Are you going to be a high flyer? Are you going to be an eagle? Eagles build nests very high. You know that? Buzzards don't. Buzzards lay their eggs on the ground, uh, and predators can, can get it. Uh, but they're very, they're very protective of their young. Uh, are you protective of your young? Can your de kids depend on you to keep them safe from harm? Are you watching out for that cell phone predator? Uh-oh, he's going too far. Are you watching out for that TV predator? Oh, don't go, don't go there. What about the idleness predator? The bad company predator? All these are predators that go after our kids. Okay? Um, eagles are patient teachers. You know that? Whenever it comes time for that eagle to leave that nest, the eaglet, that that mama eagle will help that eagle come out of that nest. And here's that eagle trying to, you know, just trying to fly. And all of a sudden, that mother eagle will swoop right down there. And that eagle will land right on that. And she'll take it right back up to that nest. Sometimes it doesn't want to go. It wants to stay in that nest. So the, the mama eagle will take that nest and tear it all apart and make that chick fly out of that nest. Amazing, isn't it? What you can learn from, from an eagle. Uh, you know, kids have to leave the nest. I can remember back when I learned how to ride a bike. I started with tricycles, put training wheels. I, I did it in the grass, so in case I, did, I fell or you know, it wouldn't hurt me too bad, you know. Finally, I did it in the parking lot, you know, and then finally I graduated to a road, right? And that's kind of what we got to do with our kids. We got to be patient teachers with them, but help them to get out on their own, all right? So how much like an eagle are you? Are you like a buzzard? Do you want to be an old buzzard? Or do you want to be an eagle? Okay. All right. I want to direct your... Uh, I want to talk a bit about a chicken. You can be turning to uh, Luke 13.34. Luke 13.34. While you're getting there... You know, because the chicken's been a staple for a food in the U.S. for some time. You know, chicken and roosters have two things. They have uh, combs, which I don't need, and they have something called wattles. That's that skin that sticks down, you know, 
on the lower beak. Well, I've got a waddle too, but I don't have, it's not kind of like the uh, chicken and the rooster. Uh, my earliest memory of a chicken is being flogged by a chicken. That's very unnerving. I'm just telling you, if you've never been flogged by a chicken, it's very unnerving. All right. uh, Luke 13:34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. How sad an indictment. Here is the Son of God that came. You know, all the law, all the prophets pointed to Jesus Christ. Everything did. They were a special nation. They had all the privileges of knowing things about God. And here Christ came into his own, and his own received him not. That's sad. That's sad. And he said, I would have gathered you underneath my wings, but you would not. Um, there's a song, when I get my voice back, I'm going to sing this. Uh, it's called this. It's called, Flee as a bird to your mountain, thou who art weary of sin. Go to the clear flowing fountain where you may wash and be clean. Haste then the avenger is near thee. Call, and the Savior will hear thee. He on his bosom will bear thee, O thou who art weary of sin. O thou who art weary of sin. That could apply to a church member or somebody completely lost, couldn't it? I mean, this was written in 1850. I forget the, the woman's name who wrote it. Um, I want to talk about a rooster. Mark 14.72. Mark 14.72. This is the counter. It says, And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said in him, Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereupon, he wept. Sometimes we get high and mighty. We blurt out things that we don't really know if we can keep or not. I've heard many parents say, I would never let my children do that, only to have them eat crow. I myself have said things, I would never do that, and lo and behold, I did it. You know, I mean, really. So sometimes we, we just think of all these things that, and here we have proud Peter. You know, they're coming to take just before they come to Jesus, Peter says, I will never leave thee. I will go to prison for you. I will die for you. And he had his opportunity, and they came to take Christ away. And what did Peter do? He fled, just like all the other disciples. He stayed afar off. He kind of, you know, he didn't, all right. And then he tried to get back a little bit, and this, this maid says, oh, you were with Christ. He says, oh, no, I wasn't. Another damsel says, you were with Christ. He denied it. He says, oh, no. Then a crowd of people said, you were with Christ. He said, he cursed and said, I know not the man. Proud Peter. Uh, it's kind of fitting that God would use a rooster a proud rooster, 
struts around to show Peter, really, his condition. Understand? Now, I'm going to say in summary, but please understand this summary is not quick. <laughs> okay. All right. So don't, don't start closing your Bibles or whatever or tuning me out. Uh, and some of this, I'm going to make sure I don't forget it, so I'm going to read some of it. You know, the dove, the dove is a symbol of peace, purity, and that God is pleased. That's a special bird. In Genesis, the dove brought back evidence that the judgment was over. There'd be a renewal, a new beginning. When Christ was baptized, the dove brought the assurance that Christ was doing the will of God. He pleased the Father. In Solomon, the dove represents the church, the bride of Christ, undefiled and pure. You know, it's, it's probably no incident, or I don't use the word accident, you know, but God didn't use the raven to illustrate the above, did he? No, he didn't use the raven. When I think the raven, of course, it's a harbinger of death and destruction disease. It brings feelings of negativity to me. You can't forget Edgar Allen's words, nevermore, quoth the raven. I mean the raven. So the preacher asked you to teach a class. Nevermore, nevermore. Someone is sick and maybe you should go cook a meal for them. Nevermore. Nevermore. Negative, isn't it? There's a work day at church. You need to go help. Nevermore. Nevermore. Now, now that's negative, isn't it? I don't, I don't want to dwell on the negative. <laughs> but in our walk with God, shouldn't we strive to be more like the dove? Peacemaker. Purity. Understand? The one that's well-pleasing to God. Uh, you don't be like an old crow, do you? Not really. You don't look like a bunch of crows. You don't want to act like a crow. Uh, the eagle's a very noble bird. You know, it, it raises its young. It, it cares for them. It, it, makes, it flies above the storms. You know? It doesn't get down the gutter. It has a vision. You know, what an illustration when God used to Israel. He says, I bear thee on eagle's wings. They couldn't do anything for themselves. God brought them to himself. Understand? God took the initiative. Like an eagle, he brought them, brought them to himself. Um, Junior's playing too close to the road. Squawk, squawk. <laughs> Harry's absolutely spending too much time watching TV. Squawk, squawk. You know, you... When I think of the buzzard, I think of a bird that's too lazy to hunt and shamelessly glides above waiting for filth to consume. None of us want to be compared to a buzzard. Do you? No. In Isaiah 40, 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. 
The chicken shows her chicks how to find food, you know. When danger rises, she'll spread those wings, and those, those chicks will come there for protection. I've seen it many times. I'm sure you have too. Israel was a special nation. It received the law and the prophets. But yet, uh, they rejected that. Can't you see the wolves and the cats coming to get the chicks now? Can't you see that? I can see it. It says, he came into his own, and his own received him not. Christ compared himself to a chicken. He didn't compare himself to a rooster. Understand? A chicken. You know, the, the rooster's very proud. I put money in the offering plate. cock a doo doo Y'all see? Understand? Or, I never miss church. cock a doo doo I gave money to the person on the side of the road. cock a doo doo And see how that rooster kind of elevates himself? Um, you know, instead of us being like the rooster... Uh, and going about crowing about how great we are and what great things we have done. All right? We need to go about proclaiming the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So, in our walk with God, let's remove the tendencies in our life to mimic the crow, the buzzard, and the rooster. Okay? Let's try to mirror our lives like the dove the eagle, and the chicken. Can you say with me, it's a foul thing? Thank you.